0: Life Audio. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today I want to remind you that we're doing a short series called Family Favorites, where now through the holidays, we are going to be rerunning some of the favorite podcast episodes that we've had throughout the last year. Some of you are joining us rather recently with the Psalm series, so you may have missed some of these other series and and episodes, and for others of you... I know that I've heard from some of you that you're a little bit behind on the psalm study, so this will give you a little bit of time to catch up. We are going to pick back up with the psalm study in January. Thank you so much for those of you that are continuing to study along with us. I just want to say how thankful I am for you, and Merry Christmas. After a quick word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's episode together. Stay tuned. Today, as we finish up this week of studying this idea of biblical meditation, we're going to do a biblical meditation together at the end of today's session together. I pray it blesses you. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Today is day five of the Biblical Meditation Series, and I am your host, Rachel Grohl. And today we're gonna to do something a little bit different. We're gonna talk through some things, and then I'm gonna read the scripture to meditate on at the end of today's episode. So we're kind of flipping things up a little bit right now today, and you'll, you'll see why here in a minute. Today we're talking about this idea of biblical meditation. We're, we're finishing up this first week of the Spiritual Discipline series. And I don't know if you remember, but back on day one, I said that there are two words that are typically used when it's uh, in the original text when it's talking about meditation. Meditation is me- mentioned 58 times in scripture. And so suah was the first word. The second word we're going to talk about is haggah, and it is... This idea of pondering or imagining or thinking. And so it's this idea of thinking upon the things of God and really listening for His voice. And it's also this dialogue where we are talking to God and listening for His voice. One thing I want to remind you is that there's a big Bible word called omnipresence. And basically, what that means is God is always with us, it does not matter where we go. It does not matter what we do. God is always there. It's a matter of recognizing that he's there. And so what meditation does is it creates this emotional and this spiritual space where we can hear from God. I like to think about this in terms, I use the parenting analogy a lot because I have children. I have three girls. And we take walks together we spend a lot of time together and we're together all the all day long especially during covid when everybody what is everybody was homeschooling we're talkers and as a result of that i know their voice and so when one of them calls me from the other room i recognize which kid it is because i know their voice if if someone calls us on the house phone unless it's my husband Most people don't know which girl they're talking to because they do sound similar, but I always know. And I know it's a little bit different, but sometimes, and this is where a lot of people struggle, sometimes the voice of the enemy, he uses our own insecurity or our own ego. And it can sound similar to the voice of God. And the way that you tell the difference Well, it's the same way that my husband and I can tell the difference between everybody else. We spend time with them. And actually, my sister-in-law can usually tell because she spends a lot of time with us. But the key here is time. Your relationship with the Lord is no different. And the way that you learn to discern his voice is by spending time learning his voice. And how do you do that? You do that with his word. You get better at recognizing his voice when you spend more time in the word. The thing about that is because, and we mentioned this earlier this week, that there is this intentional piece where we are spending time in his word, we are meditating on his word, that we start to get familiar and learn his voice so that he can interrupt our thoughts In other times of our lives, he can interrupt the chaos and we will recognize his voice. There was um, a really powerful example of this in my own life. My my grandmother, um, my grandparents pretty much raised me. Um, My grandmother, she had taken a a bad fall down the stairs and she hit her head and um, she had a brain bleed. And then I got the call about that in the middle of the night and it was very clear that it was only a matter of time before she was going to pass. And because it was the middle of the night and we live about an hour away from, from the hospital where she was at, I had my husband stay at home with our kids and I, I went uh, up to the hospital. And so of course it's almost an hour drive in the car. And to be honest, it was one of the most intense moments of grief I've ever experienced. And, You know, you don't, you're not rational and you can't think when you're grieving, especially in those first early moments. And I was desperate to try to get up there in time to say goodbye to her and um, just all of these emotions going through. And so this doesn't sound rational now, now that I'm saying it out loud, but I remember driving and as I was driving, of course, I'm alone in the car. I remember just like looking over to the passenger, just passenger side and just saying, praying over and over again. I need you. I need you. I need you. And I even like reached my hand over to like the armrest on the passenger side. Like I think in my mind, I was just thinking like maybe there would be some sort of comfort or peace, like this manifestation of, of, of picturing Jesus sitting right next to me. And I just kept saying that over and over again, between my sob, you know, sobs and and just weeping, just saying, God, I need you. I need you. I need you. And In that moment, I'm telling you, as clear as day, he said, I'm not over there. I'm right here. And man, he interrupted my chaos with his word. And I recognized it because I had been meditating on his word and I had been listening for his voice. So that when he spoke in a moment when I wasn't even listening for him, I was too caught up in my own emotion. He was able to interrupt me interrupt my racing thoughts and I could recognize it because I had been spending time with him and I recognized his voice and it was the opposite of my own emotions and my thoughts and that peace that came from that interaction was what allowed me to walk into that hospital room and say goodbye and so instead of that thought that I had been ruminating on like I need you I need you I need you this feeling like he wasn't there instead it was I'm right here I'm right here I'm not that far away. I'm right here. I'm inside you. And so there's a peace that comes from being in this relationship with God, this communing or communicating with God. And that's the part that transforms us. Meditation is a piece that places us in the posture where we can hear from God, but it's that interaction with God that changes us. The enemy wants you to think that this is hard. And it's not. In fact, it's the very thing that enables you to get through the things in life that are hard. And I'm not unique. I mean, we see throughout the pages of scripture how God has all along pursued relationship and communication with his people. And so he longs to have that relationship with you, too. And in fact, he died to get it. He will meet you where you are at, in your desperation, in your grief in your chaos. And we have this tendency as humans to want someone else to talk to God for us, but that's not the reality of it. That's not what's going to heal us. That's not what to get, what's going to give us the peace that we need to get through the situations. We see that with the Israelites all all over the places of the Old Testament. And honestly, people ask me all the time to pray for them over a decision they have to make. And I will say to them, well, what has God told you in prayer? And so many times I get this confession that they really haven't listened for God's response. So they haven't even asked God. They haven't even prayed about it. And I think, why? Like, why wouldn't you talk to God about it before you talk to me? Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue discussing the rest of this episode together. Stay tuned. But the enemy has tricked us into thinking that we don't have equal access to God. And that is not the truth. How do I know if I'm hearing from God or if it's my own voice? It's this. It's meditation on God's word. It's learning to listen to God and meditate on his word. The She Hears Bible study, the podcast, the resources, everything I do in my ministry is all about this right here this skill of learning to meditate and understand and hear God's voice so you can recognize it in your daily life. So I'm going to give you a couple tips and then we're going to um, practice this, this, this aspect of meditation, this Haggah. We're going to practice this with John chapter six. The first tip I have is to pick a scripture. Our minds tend to wander and if you start with God's word, eventually what will happen is you will get to a place that you can just go to prayer and listen for God's voice. But for now, I want you to pick a scripture that speaks to a need you have. We talked about this earlier in the week. And so I listed some for you. I think it was day three. You can go back and listen. Or you can just pick one that speaks to you for what you need right now. And this is not the end time for intense study or breaking down the Hebrew and Greek. We will get into that during the, the biblical dis- discipline of study. But right now it's about meditating on God's word and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you through his word, to internalize it, because remember, it's living and active. And it can speak to your spirit in a way that you need it to, so that it's living inside of you. That peace that I got was living inside of me, meaning what I could walk through that hospital room and I could stand there in peace because of that interaction with the Holy Spirit. That may mean staying on a certain passage or a verse for a while. In the Sheears Bible study, we do the same passage for a whole week. We use the color method. Um, You know, the the tools that I teach you in that Bible study is really to help you learn how to engage with scripture outside of the Bible study, throughout all of scripture. But you may need to same stay on the same passage for a while until it becomes a part of you. The second tip I have is to pick a time. And we've talked about it a couple different times throughout the week. A lot of times I do it before bed. Um, when you're first starting this and learning this as a discipline, as a habit, you may want to pick a time during the day that you are not sleepy to do this. And I think, especially if you're trying to develop in this, it's really helpful to be intentional because we are all busy we live these fragmented lives especially now that a lot of us are working from home and the kids are home and if we aren't intentional our day gets away from us so pick a time and plan for it and treat it like an appointment you will go on a date with your husband or your your boyfriend or whatever and you don't just fit it in instead you plan for it because it's important to you that relationship is important to you this should be the same thing The third tip I have is to pick a place. You want a place that's quiet. You want it free from interruption because the enemy wants nothing more than to interrupt you when you're trying to pursue this discipline. So put your phone or your computer in another room. Uh, It's helpful to maybe get out into nature if you can. That's always helpful away from your phone and and the TV and all the distractions. And then also another tip with this would be number four is your posture, The posture of your body is not as important as the posture of your heart. However, sometimes they're not easily separated. And so, yes, you want to be comfortable. um, But if you're doing this in bed and you're super, super tired, you may not want to start there because you might just fall asleep. And so if you're really trying to work on developing this skill, this muscle, so to speak, you want to be comfortable, but you don't want to be in a position where you're falling asleep. And so for me, it's things like, you know, I wouldn't want to kneel on the floor because when I kneel on the floor, my knees hurt. And if my knees are hurting, you know, above, above 40, it's a whole different ballgame. But if my knees are hurting, it's going to be hard to concentrate on God's voice because I'm going to be concentrating on pain. And so um, just set yourself up for success and, and be conscious of that. And then the fifth tip is don't give up. This is, these are called spiritual disciplines for a reason because they take time and intention. So if you were training in the gym, you wouldn't just gain muscle in one day or three days. It takes a while. And so you have to think about this as a spiritual muscle. And sometimes you won't even feel like doing it. You have to make the decision to do it because the decision is what develops the discipline. So we're gonna finish today with a familiar passage from John chapter six. We're going to use verses one through 15. And this is a familiar story probably for most of you. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna use this practice of of Haggah by putting ourselves inside the storyline of scripture. And so this is the story of where Jesus uses the lunch of the little boy to feed the 5,000. And so you're gonna imagine yourself as for this practice, as the child who gave his lunch. And so as I read this, I want you to attempt to use your senses. What does the grass feel like? What does the hill look like? Do you smell the fish as it's being passed around? Or what does look on the faces of the disciples as they're passing it out? What do you hear? Is there a noise of birds or maybe the water in the distance or children playing or the voice of Jesus as he is speaking? What do you feel? What is the texture of the clothes you are wearing? Or what does the ground feel like that you're sitting on? All of us have had that experience where we sit on the ground and maybe there's a rock underneath us. What does it feel like as you're sitting on the ground? Or think about how it feels to be in the story. Are you hesitant to offer your lunch? Were you astonished at all this food because you know what was in the basket? The joy to see that God's hand of provision was was done using the tool of something you provided. You might have to read through it a couple times to do this. And that's okay. That's part of this meditation experience. But I don't want you to just stop at reading. I want you to think through it. Remember how God talks about um, imagining and um being in a place where you're thinking and pondering about God. So so in your mind think about watching the crowd leave what would have happened at the end of that scene, watching Jesus leave and maybe you're left alone. And maybe you're sitting on a rock or you're overlooking the water but you're quiet and you're still and you're reflecting on what just happened. Then you notice that Jesus has returned and sits down on a rock next to you. You're silent together. For a little while. You're enjoying each other's presence. But after a little bit, Jesus turns and asks you, what can I do for you? And you tell him your needs, your fears, your heartache, your hopes, your prayers, your grief, whatever it is. And don't be surprised if some emotions rise up. Don't hinder that. That's how we heal. Let those emotions come to the surface and experience them In the presence of Jesus. That's how we heal. Allow it to happen and just be in his presence. Don't rush. When you finish, quiet your spirit. Allow everything to come up that needs to come up. And then when your spirit is quiet, then you ask Jesus, what can I do for you? And then listen. Quietly, prayerfully. And nothing might come and that's okay. It might just be about being in his presence. Because his presence is holy. And that holiness is what heals us. If words do come, take them seriously. Many times it's something simple, but it will make a huge impact because it's a direct word for us. And it may seem small, but Jesus wants to be involved in the small, in the everyday aspects of our lives. So when you have moments in the car or in your daily life, you will start to recognize that voice. And you will be able to even say, okay, what can I do for you? What can I do for you in this situation? Or you might be able to take something to him that you wouldn't otherwise take to him. when he says to you, what can I do for you? And then if he does say something, You can respond in obedience. There's been so many times in my life where where I've just been kind of in a moment where I don't even know what to do. And I say, okay, Jesus, what can I do? And he clearly tells me to go speak to somebody. And there's so many miraculous moments in my life because of that posture. But this is how you develop that muscle. This is an experience of my life that I would not trade for anything. This is the reason why I write books and podcasts, because I want you to get this. People ask me this all the time. How do you hear from God? I listen and I spend time with him. Don't overcomplicate it. And I'm a person that has a lot to say. Um, that word from day one, Suwa, that talks about complaining to God and 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 he listens to me. That's me a lot. And then once I'm quiet, I've gotten out all of my anger or emotion, he speaks back. It's an, this ongoing dialogue. You can have that same relationship. If you are in Christ, you already do. You just have to stop ignoring him. So I'm going to read John chapter 6, and then we're going to close out. And I'm not going to pray today, because I want you to go into a posture of prayer. in and, and turn off your podcast, turn off your radio, and just pray after I read this passage as using some of the tips that I talked about as you were thinking through this. So John chapter 6. Now remember, you're using the posture of the little boy. That's, that's who you are looking through the lens of. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Side note, that means there were women and children as well, so there's way more than 5,000. Jesus took the loaves gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to the disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves left over to those who had eaten after the people saw the sign jesus performed they began to say surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world jesus knowing that they had intended to come and make him king by force withdrew again to a mountain by himself friends i'm praying for you to experience this in a real way we'll talk next week hey friend do you feel like you need a little one-on-one My goal for the She Hears ministry, the Hearing Jesus podcast, all the resources that we have is to really help you learn how to hear God's voice so that you can be confident in your relationship with him. And if you're struggling to learn how to identify or even overcome the barriers that you have in your life to growth, I want to be able to walk through that with you. Did you know that I'm a Christian life coach? Maybe you're struggling with something and you need some objective biblical insight or opinions, or maybe you need to work through something that feels just a little bit too heavy to do on your own. I would love to walk through that with you and land on some practical ways to achieve that goal. And so I have some limited coaching opportunities. If you go to shehears.org, there's a section where you can schedule some one-on-one time with me. I have Mondays and Fridays open right now, going into the new year. So I pray that if that is something that you need, that you've been about that it would be an opportunity for you to take advantage of some one-on-one time with me. And again, my heart is really to help you lean into whatever it is that God is calling you to do. I pray that that's a blessing for you. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more.